Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. I wanted to talk to you guys today about being gentle with yourself and taking time out just to unplug, relax, and to take care of yourself. I've been doing some readings lately for people And one of the most common messages that I've been getting from people is that you need to take time out for self-care and take time to recharge your batteries. I've been hearing that a lot lately, and it makes sense to me because if you've had a summer like I have, it's been just unbelievably crazy in a good way. I've got so much going on, and so I know that part of this message is for me. But it's also for the collective because I know there are a lot of you out there who are also very busy. Many of you follow me on Facebook and Instagram and I follow you back and I see your posts and how busy you all are too. So I know that I'm not alone in this and I don't know why summer tends to be so busy, but it just does. It's like we try to cram everything in last minute before for those of us who live in parts of the the United States where the weather's going to turn cold and bad. We try to get out there and do as much as we can before that winter hits and we're stuck inside for a while. At least I know I do. I love being outside and just sitting in the sun and watching people or watching animals. It's one of my favorite things to do. So I try to do a lot of that when summer gets here. And we did a lot of that when we were in Europe. We did a lot of walking. The big joke on our trip was my daughter said, are we going to do another walking tour? It was like every major city that we were in, we would do a walking tour of the city where we would go see a cathedral. And that was her other joke. She would say, are we about to go see a cathedral? So when we got home, you know, I told them, I said, oh, I'm planning a day in St. Louis for us to just go sightseeing. I said, we're going to do a walking tour and then visit a cathedral. They just rolled their eyes at me. Of course, I was kidding. But we got to see a lot you know we got to sit outside sometimes just for like an hour to have lunch and we could see the people go by and notice the different landscapes and it was awesome but the trip as a whole was very busy we were walking constantly and changing cities every two days so it was just crazy busy and on top of that having a new job, I had to go set up my classroom and get back home and take care of all of the things I had to do here. You know, we're cramming in doctor's appointments and that because when school starts, it's harder to get in. So everything we've had to do has just been so busy. And I know that a lot of you are feeling that too. I think I saw a couple of you may have had grandbabies born this summer. So if that's you, congratulations. Um, I know other people have worked with me and they're starting new jobs, either focusing on a business or totally going back to school and changing careers. So again, if that's you, I congratulate you for making that decision. But the universe is also telling you it's great. You're doing all of these things and The universe is proud of you, but the universe also says, don't neglect yourself. Don't forget to take care of you. And that is something that we so often do. If you're a mom or a dad, 
where you own a business, or maybe you're both, or maybe you just have a very hectic career, or I'm going to put this out there, even if you're like a mom or dad to a pet, especially dogs, I know we've had some crazy, crazy, crazy evenings with our new puppy, you know, she, oh, she can get into some stuff. She keeps us on our toes and we've had oh, some craziness around here with Nala. She just likes to get into everything. And so we're, we're trying to still break her of that. So it's like having a little kid. It really is. If you're a parent to a pet, then, you know, you kind of know what it's like to, it can be very hectic. And so one of the things about caring for others, and some of you I know are caring for your elderly parents, and that too is a, a challenge in a whole new way, because it's almost like when someone gets older and to that point, it's almost like they revert to going back to being like a child and being helpless. You know, my mom and I took my grandma and my sister too to lunch the other day and just getting her to the car and to the restaurant like it wouldn't seem like it was a big deal but she really can't even stand up on her own you know she can't put weight on her feet and it's not because there's anything wrong with her she just chooses not to walk and you know if you don't use your legs you lose the ability to use them because your muscles they, we have muscle memory. And when you stop using those muscles, they can atrophy and they can stop working the way they're supposed to. And that's really what's happening with her. She just got to where she didn't want to walk and they stopped doing physical therapy with her because they didn't have enough people to do it. So they just stopped doing it. And she actually enjoyed doing the physical therapy and it was one way for her to have to get up and walk. But they stopped doing it. And when you ask her, you know, you need to get up and walk. We need to walk. She'll say no. So we got her up and we had to get her in the wheelchair. And then I don't know if on this particular trip she realized how difficult it was that it took my mom and myself both to get her in the car and get the wheelchair up into the because it's heavy And we were kind of struggling and doing this. And it was almost like something within her clicked for the first time ever that she realized, hey, this is hard on everyone else because I'm choosing not to stand up, not to walk. I don't know what clicked within her, if anything even did. But when we got back, you know, my mom had said to me, and she didn't say it in front of my grandma, but she said to me, she said, I can't take her by myself anymore. You know, it's just too hard. She would sometimes take her to the store or get her out. But you just can't do it with one person anymore. It's just too hard. And when we got back to the the nursing home, my grandma said, I want to come hold on to me. I want to I see if I can take some steps. And I don't know what really possessed her to do that, but she did. She She took a few steps and, you know, she tried to see if she could walk. So I was impressed by that. Anyway, anyway, my long and rather lengthy point with bringing that up is if you care for others, it takes its toll on you. It can be a burden on you. And I think, you know, my grandma was kind of maybe seeing that for the first time because I know it definitely takes its toll on my mom. 
She tries to be everything for everyone and, you know, is always offering to help out here and there where she can, but to the detriment of herself sometimes. You know, I feel like sometimes she is so concerned with making sure that everyone's taken care of, she doesn't take care of herself. And she's even said before, you know, she she thinks she needs to go see my grandma every day. And really, she has other siblings, and my grandma had like 14 grandkids, and they're great-grandkids who are grown. And so really, it shouldn't all fall on one or two people's shoulders, you know? Everyone should chip in and go and visit, but not everybody does. So she feels like she has to, and there will be days where she will say, oh, I need to go and visit grandma today, and then she'll say, well, I was just there yesterday. I guess it won't hurt if I take off a day. Nobody should have to feel like, you know, I'm solely responsible for anything. You know, if there are people around to help you, you need to let them step in and help. So the universe is telling you it's okay to ask others to step in and help you. And it's also okay to tell others no because you're trying to protect your own energy or you're trying to recharge your own batteries because I believe most people mean well, but there are people who will come into your life who constantly ask you for favors. And while I believe it's good to help people out, you come first. So if someone's asking you to give up your free time to help them, and you haven't had any free time, you have to say no. There comes a point in time when you have to put your foot down and you have to stand your ground and you have to guard yourself. In fact, I was talking to a friend just the other day about the same thing and he wanted to help people, but too many started coming to him. And you know, it's totally okay for you to stand in your power and say no. That's no's not a bad word, but somewhere along the line, we've learned that no is bad. And I know it's from conditioning when we're little. When you do something you're not supposed to, the first thing you hear is no. And what do we tell dogs when they get into things? No, or, you know, we use that word. That isn't always a bad word. No can be a very positive and freeing thing when you know how to use it to protect your own energy, to protect your time. People will totally walk all over you if you let them. And I don't believe it's because all people are bad or they have bad intentions. It's just many people don't even realize that they're doing it, if that makes sense. Um, I have, you know, it it made me think of this story. So this morning I had to take Nala to the, um, to the like vet hospital. She was having surgery this morning to be fixed. And the way this particular hospital worked is you had to get there when it opened and basically it was a line of people because it's not her regular vet. And it's like a first come first serve basis, but it was utter chaos this morning. We got up and got there early. We were the first ones in line. But then once they opened the door, it was like, no one respects lines or anything like that anymore, right? So we were not first after that because other people just like stepped in front. And I'm not in a hurry. I don't have a, you know, my 
school is still out for a few days, so I wasn't in a hurry. I didn't have anything I had to do that was urgent, so I just, you know, let it happen, whatever. But someone who was in front, like right behind me, when someone stepped in front of him, he's like, well, I was here first, you know, and they started this whole... And the thing is, like, the woman who was stepping up to the window wasn't intentionally being rude. She just, like, you had to have your paperwork done, and she had hers done first, and she stepped in, and, you know, this guy was like, well, there's a line, and you know how people get with lines. And it's funny because it's, I think it's really only this way in America. When you go to Europe, it's, it is, you have to be aggressive, you have to push your way through, not in a rude way, but just you have to stand up for yourself and there's no, there's not this thing of I'm in line and no cutting. You know, remember when you were a kid, you're like, no cutting in line. And so it's not the same way. And she wasn't being rude, but you know, they had words because there was a line. And I think it's just like that same way. This woman didn't see this as being rude. She just saw it as as helping herself, right? You know, stepping in, being assertive. And I think that many people, when they ask others for help, they're looking out for themselves, right? They're trying to delegate other responsibilities to other people to take the load off of their own plate. And whether or not you see this as selfish, for many people, this is just the norm because they know to put themselves first. But for many of us who have always been people pleasers, who always try to help others, we're the ones that get all of the work and get the brunt of the work if we don't stand up for ourselves and say, I'm not doing this, if we say no. And I know myself, like when I'm at work, if people ask me to do things, I'll do it just because like I want to be a team player and you know, I want to have good relationships with my coworkers. But if there gets to be a time where people try to put too much on me, I will stand up for myself. Like, I was the department chair at our old school, and <clears throat> there were some things I had responsibilities for. One of the things was for our department orders and requisitions. And the first year that I had this job, everyone was like, well, I want this, and I want this, and I want this. And I would have to fill out all of the forms. And it was just crazy because I had people emailing me constantly saying, I need this and I need this. And so finally, then the next year I was like, you know what? I'm not doing that this way. I'm not doing all of the work because I've got other things I have to do for the department chair and it's too much. So I just said, okay, here's the form. Just add yourself to it. Put your name, what you want. We're going to straighten it out when it all gets here. Like, we'll know, like, you have this color, you have this color, but you put your stuff on the form, and this is how we're going to do it because I'm not filling out the form for everyone because you had to write down the, the product code, you know, the number, the name, the price, the quantity, and then total it. it that was ridiculous. I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. Like, they're per- perfectly capable of filling out an order form. So that's what I did, and it actually worked out a lot better, and it made less work for me. But people will let you do all the work if, if you allow them to. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't say anything and they say, here, you can do it all, that's what they'll do. They'll do as little as they have to, not because they're trying to be rude, but think about it. You don't want to have to do all the work yourself either, 
So if someone else is going to do something, you usually just let them. And most of us, well, I wouldn't say most of us, because I would think that most of my listeners are probably the type of people who would step up and say, hey, what do you need? Because I know that's me. If I see someone kind of flailing and struggling, I will step up and say, what can I do to help? But I know not everybody's like that. And people just don't think about it. You know, they really just don't think about it. Like, life gets so busy and they're focused on other things. They just don't think about it. And again, this reminds me of a conversation that I had with the same friend. We were talking about teenagers and how they don't think sometimes just to go the extra mile or do the extra step. Like when you ask them, hey, put your dishes away. Like I know with my kids... They've been taught since they were little to put their dishes in the sink. At our old house, we didn't have a dishwasher. But here at our new house, we do. And so now there's a new expectation of put it in the dishwasher. Don't just put it in the sink. And you have to rinse it. And this is still something that is difficult. Even though we've been here like six years now, they still just get in that habit, in that mode. I get busy and they just put it in the sink. And then I end up with like a piled sink and I get extremely frustrated about it. And I have to go back and say, put it in the dishwasher. Like if you do it as you use the dish, it's really easy and you don't have a piled up sink, which then I end up having to go and empty because I just get really mad and tired of looking at it. And then they're usually not at home whenever I'm frustrated. So I just do it. So it's about standing in your power and telling others what you need from them to help you so that you can be gentle on yourself, that you can take the extra time. Because if you're having to do all of the work that everyone else was supposed to be doing, you're not going to have any time for yourself. And my sister and I just had this conversation too. This morning, she went with me to take my dog. I was very appreciative that she was willing to do that because we had to get up early. And we were talking, her husband just had surgery on his hip. He's had both knees replaced, and now this is the second, his, he had one hip done, this is the second hip replacement, and so he can't really get up and do things, and they have two kids, and that puts an extra strain on her, but her kids are older, you know, she has a 14-year-old and an 11-year-old, and I said to her, because she's so used to just doing everything herself, because you know how it is, if you want them to start helping, you first have to teach them what you want them to do. And that takes a little extra time on the front end. But on the back end, you're going to have extra time because your kids will just know. It's like my son now, like without even being asked, will come out and help with groceries. Or yesterday, my brother was cutting the grass and he went out and just offered to help him. And that doesn't happen overnight. It's a, you know, can you do this? And I need you to do this. It's those conversations. And even just explaining to your children or spouse or whoever, why you need them to do what they, to do the things for you. You know, like, hey, I come home from work and I'm really tired and I've had a stressful day. I don't want to come home to dirty dishes. So could you please put the dishes away? Or when I get home, I've already had a long day at work and then I've gone to pick up groceries. It would be very helpful if you could help me bring them in from the car. Just little things, things we don't even think about. And I'm guilty of it too. I'll just say, oh, I'll just do it myself. And sometimes I wonder if for me, it isn't more of like a control freak thing of where, 
well, if somebody else does it, they may not do as good a job. Sometimes I think that's my issue. Not all the time and not with everything, but just with certain things. But it is nice when you have someone who's willing to step in and to help you out for a little bit. So part of this whole being gentle with yourself and resting really includes making time for yourself. Like I said, I had a client once who we talked about this. I said, you really need to um, to take care of yourself, to do more self-care, to meditate. And she said, I don't have a space to do it is the problem. You know, I've got these little kids here. And I said, okay, okay. So is there any place in your home where you could make a little sanctuary for yourself that could be your own space and she said yeah you know there is a little space in the basement I said okay we'll do that that's your space and then it's great when you have a place you can go because if you can shut a door or shut yourself off and that's kind of your signal to your family of hey this is my time because it doesn't even have to be like hours I'm not saying go neglect your family and be in there for hours But sometimes you just need 15 or 20 minutes of silence. You know, I mean, after a long day of teaching, I'm going to be honest, when I first come home from school, like the last thing I really want to do is like hold a whole conversation with somebody because my brain is just exhausted. And I just need a few minutes to just recharge. Now, for me, the one thing about having an hour drive is that by the time I got home, I was fine. But I had that whole hour drive home to just chill. Um, and maybe it won't be as bad this year with having a five minute drive, you know, maybe part of the whole de-stressing for me was actually just the driving that was stressful too. So I don't know, but it is nice to have that time to yourself when you come home just to say, okay, I need a minute. I need to regroup. I, you know, sometimes for me it's okay. I need to recharge my energy. And how I do that is I just do a visualization of energy coming down and clearing away all of the junk I picked up during the day because you pick it up. You deal with a nasty coworker or a customer or, for me, sometimes student, and you have to really shake it off. Like You have to clear your space because those people tend to leave their energy with you and I don't want to go through the whole day with bad energy. So I just do a clearing of my day and my energy from the day, anything that may have been left over on me. And then I start fresh from the evening because I feel like you have to. You have to be able to separate my day and my workspace from my family space, my home, my evening. And for many of us, we don't do a very good job of that. Some people take their work home. And I hope you don't have to do that because when you have to work from home, it's a struggle because you have to be able to disconnect this part from that part. And that can be difficult if you don't have a designated space where you can disconnect and say, this is my workspace, this is my living space. And some people can do a good job if they use your home for both. But for some people, it's like, okay, my, my home is my workplace, so how do I disconnect from that? And I feel you because that's tough. And you know what's tough, too, is when you're a single stay-at-home mom or just a, not even single, but just a stay-at-home mom, that's tough, too, 
because your job is you're there with your kids all day long. And again, it's like you never disconnect from that. I remember having that problem whenever I was with my kids. You know, I stayed home with them for the first year and a half. And it was like I would go crazy because my ex-husband, he would go to work all day. And he would be gone from like the time we got up in the morning until 6 or 7 at night. And when he got home from work, like he'd had a long day and he didn't want to mess with anything. But I had been with them all day and had changed diapers all day and had done this all day. And so when he came home, it's like, okay, tag, now I get help. But it didn't work that way. It was like I was still doing it all because he went to work all day. So when he got home, he didn't want to have to do anything. And so that made it very difficult. And maybe some of you who are stay-at-home moms are experiencing that too. And I feel for you because that's tough. Because I understand, you know, my ex-husband, he was at work and he was working all day. And a little bit of me resented that because I was like, you know, you're around other adult humans all day and you get to talk and you get to actually interact with people. And I've been at home watching the Wiggles nonstop or, you know, JoJo Circus or whatever Disney or Nickelodeon show they had. And I felt like I was going to go crazy. And I really didn't visit with people during the day that much. And so when he came home, you know, I wanted somebody to talk to. And I also wanted somebody to step in and change a diaper because I had done it all day. And I didn't get either of those things. So I feel you. It can be tough. So if you're a stay-at-home mom, sometimes we need a little more extra designated special care and time to ourselves. And hopefully you have grandparents around, you know, your in-laws, your mom or dad, that you could just call and say, hey, I just need some time. Can you just take them for for an hour or for two hours? Um, Because I get it. I'm going to be straight up honest with you. There were days when I just thought about, well, if I just drove away. And just had time to myself. And of course, I would never do that. But I could see why you would want to just run. Because it could be very overwhelming to have that responsibility. Especially if you have more than one, it gets to be very... It's tough. It's really tough. We have the toughest jobs. It's like we want to be there for them. We want to love them and and want them to know that they're loved and cherished and nourished and all of that but at the same time it's overwhelming it's one of the most overwhelming things I think I've ever experienced in my life is being a mom and because it's you don't get training for that you really don't it's just like okay here are your kids now go take good care of them and don't harm them and I hope you do a good job and everyone of course has advice for you and it's just, it's crazy, and there are so many different stages of childhood. They're babies, then they're toddlers, so I get it. It's overwhelming sometimes, but that's why it's so extremely important for you. You need those mental breaks, you need a physical break, go for a walk. Sometimes sitting in silence, not having, not having like someone poking you constantly going, Mom, 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 I need, Mom, I want, Mom, Mom, Mom. And again, I would not trade being a mother for anything, and I love my children, and it was awesome being able to be there for them and watching them grow. And at the same time, it's one of the hardest jobs because there's not a break. So it's great when you have people who will step in and say, hey, we'll help out. 
you know, another great thing is if they have cousins and things, you can arrange to go for play dates or, you know, you keep the kids for two hours today and then I'll do it tomorrow. And you, so, you know, if you know another mom who's about your age or has kids your age, maybe you can do that. Maybe you can say, hey, if you'll watch them for an hour or two today, I'll do it tomorrow. And then you can each be giving each other breaks. That's great. Finding like our local library had a story time. It was great because I would take the kids up there and they both fit in my lap at the time. So they would both sit in my lap and they would have a storyteller. And it was honestly just a time where I could just sit and someone else had their attention for an hour. And that was amazing because it was a great time for me to just sit and like de-stress not think about anything and just watch them and enjoy them enjoying the story and the really nice thing about it was as they got a little older they could get a book on the way out and they would have so much fun when they went home they would just want to sit and look at the book and have me read them the book and that was nice because it was a quiet and calming activity because you know how it is Kids can be very rambunctious at times when they're at certain age groups. So it's a break for you or finding play groups, finding places where you can take them so that they can go and play and you can just sit for a little bit. Like parks, I love the park. I love warm weather. I would meet a friend at the park and we would take our kids and then we could just sit and talk and the kids could play and we could see them right there. We knew they weren't gonna get into any trouble and it was nice because it's like this feels like a little mini vacation as silly as that seems so I don't know who needed to hear that but there must have been some moms out there who really needed to hear that but anyway my point today is just make sure you're making time for you and it doesn't matter what you go and do it's whatever is gonna feed your soul and make your soul happy You know, grounding yourself in nature is really important sometimes, and it's easy to do. All you have to do is just walk bare feet in the grass, and when it's like a nice day, sometimes the cool grass feels good on your feet, or sometimes when the grass is warm, it feels good on your feet. Just walk out there. I like to go for walks and watching nature, seeing other people walking their dogs. I love that. So find some time just to escape. And an escape doesn't have to be, I moved away to Mexico. That's not what an escape necessarily has to be. It just means find time for you to go within, to do the things that really make you happy, like reading a book, taking a nap in a hammock outside. Oh my gosh, I was thinking about that. I really was thinking about how I needed to get a lounge chair for my patio. You know, I'm redoing the patio flooring now. And I'm doing it myself slowly, a little at a time. So I have a little sanctuary out there to myself. I'm going to hang lights so it looks so nice at night. And when the weather breaks and gets a little cooler, I plan on being out there. So, you know, just make your backyard your own little oasis. It doesn't take a lot of money. It might take a little time to plant flowers or whatever. But, you know, just do what you need to do to really relax and recharge and to make your soul happy you know if you can arrange it so that you can make your backyard an oasis where your kids have a place to play and you have a place to lounge while they're playing do it 
you know, get them. I remember at our old house, we had a above ground pool. That was kind of nice because I could sit on the deck and just have a cool, like I always had flavored water while they swam or we had a swing set and they could play in the swing set while I lounged in a chair and watched them or occasionally they would ask me to push them on the swing sets. But it was nice because I was still with them, could watch them, but I also had a little bit of me time too. All right, guys. So I pulled a card for you today and it's from the Crazy Sexy Love Notes deck by Chris Carr and it is Unplug. And I love it. There is a woman sitting with her painted toes and legs sticking out of a lounge chair on the beach with a nice, looks like a lemonade next to her. I love sitting on the beach and just watching the waves and that is my favorite way to unplug when I get a chance to do that, to just sit in a lounge chair with an umbrella over me so the sun isn't too hot, but just enjoying it all. And it looks like that's what she's doing on the card, but it says recharge your soul batteries by unplugging from the digital world. Connect with yourself by disconnecting from distractions such as other people's to-do list. Take a stroll. The best way to generate fresh and innovative ideas is to balance the virtual and natural worlds. The birds and the trees have just as much to teach you as the internet. I love that. I think that's so great. It's perfect. It's exactly what you need to do. All right, guys. Well, I hope that you are going to find some time for yourself today because you deserve it. And I also want to thank you for listening to this podcast. If you like it, please share it. Please subscribe. That helps others find me. And if you want to work with me, there are so many ways you can work with me. Uh, We can do a one-on-one intuitive coaching over any area of your life, whether it's relationships, career, whatever. We can do a past life regression. If you know that you're experiencing the same patterns of behavior over and over, we can go back and see why and try to break that cycle. We can do a reading or um, Reiki. If you're experiencing any kind of emotional or physical pain, Reiki is great. If you need to align your chakras, it's great for a lot of things. It helps you sleep at night. So whatever you need from me, do not hesitate to contact me. I know I have a lot of people who will message me and say, I want to work with you. I don't know what I need. I get it. Believe me, I get it. Please don't hesitate to reach out and message me. You can text me, call me, email me, message me on Facebook or on Instagram. I People reach out to me all different ways all the time. And I will get any form of communication that you use. So don't hesitate. My contact information is always in the description of the podcast, as well as a link to my website. You can go there and check out the services I offer. I describe a little bit about each. So don't hesitate to reach out. And I want to thank you all for listening. And also, if you go to my website and you subscribe, you'll get a free morning and evening meditation as my gift to you. So follow me on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I have all three forms of social media and I post daily positive messages for you. So don't forget to follow me and check those out. I hope that you have a beautiful day. I am sending you guys massive love and light and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.